Hey, so this episode will not be brought to you by Dutch Bros. Unfortunately, we've had a falling out due to uh, differences in opinion on um, Mental Health Awareness Month. And maybe I said some things I shouldn't have or whatever, but it doesn't matter. Um, I'm in talks with HEB right now. We might start doing live remotes from different HEBs around the area. So that'd be really cool. So keep a lookout uh, for me at your local HEB. I'll have a little setup to the side where I'm doing live podcasts and interviews. And we'll be giving away tortillas and different things, raffling off. But uh, anyways, um, so my family went to Colorado. We left on a Friday morning at like 3 a.m. And then we came home the following Monday at like 3 a.m. It was for my parents' 40th anniversary. Uh, congrats to them. That's a long time. Good job. Uh, so crazy to think that, uh, dude, that's just so long. 40 years being together. And they had a whole life before that, too. That's the one that's real freaky to think about with your parents. It's just like there was a you, and then there was a you with mom or dad. And then there was you with kids. There's, now there's you with grandkids, and then we're just another version of that happening. It's wild, but uh, congrats to uh, my parents on 40 years of marriage. And so we went to Colorado, and my son, um, I learned, because we went on a trip this summer to the same place. It's kind of what made this one happen, is everyone had so much fun. My parents were like, that's what we want to do again for our 40th. But we did it in a much shorter time. And uh, with a five-year-old autistic boy, we learned that that quicker turnaround, shorter trip, uh, it's just harder. He's just more tired, more traveling, less rest time. But we had fun. We hiked to a waterfall. I got to show him how the whole waterfall worked we went up to the top and looked and we're like hey so it's it hasn't it doesn't fall off here and then you go to the other part and you're like and that's that same water not the exact same water but but from the same source how does that work if like it's never the same water unless it's a pond if it's running water you're just see you're just catching that part of the superorganism, if you will, uh, as it's coming by. Um, so I got to see one of my best friends in my whole life, and for most of my whole life, which is pretty awesome today. Uh, we've been friends since we were eight years old, and he's in town for a wedding. We don't see each other too often, and he was seeing if I was available tomorrow or maybe today, and then he was <laughs> he was going to go work out we were talking on the phone and i was like where do you work out when you're here and he was like oh i have a cool membership with la fitness and uh he he got like you know they do their different deals and stuff and he got a good one and he's allowed to uh bring a guest everywhere to anyone he goes to he can bring one guest as long as he's there and i'm just like on the phone with him standing in my like workout clothes to work out at home and i just was i felt so like uh like like a kid with his glove waiting for dad to to see him and be like, hey, do you want to go play catch? Um, but I finally just said like, hey, man, uh, we could just hang out right now if you want me to go up there as well. And that was fun. I haven't exercised in a gym in a long time. And I used to go to that exact one back in college. Um, he's way stronger than me and has been for most of our lives. Um, 
So I was real nervous about being able to keep up. And I did okay. I did okay. One time at that exact LA Fitness, I worked out too hard, did not have the stamina, didn't know how to pace myself, and I passed out. And I woke up to um, some of the staff were like pouring a Gatorade down my mouth. And uh, when I came to, everything looked like kind of like the Matrix when it's just ones and zeros and kind of green and, and silhouettes. And I was like, I can't see what's happening. And the guy was like, it's okay, just keep drinking this, this uh, uh, Gatorade. And I slowly came to, and then I just needed to go get food in me. I've had some embarrassing. At one time, I did like 10 lunges out in the driveway with a friend of mine, and I almost started passing out again. That was back when I, uh, I just went from skating all day, every day as a teen to then in college, I just stopped doing any activity. So towards the end of college, when I started trying to exercise again, my body had just forgotten, which is kind of a shame. It's crazy. Your body forgets some things, but not others. Have you heard people talk about, uh, like muscle, like muscle memory, obviously, obviously, but like. I feel like you can like hold like like <laughs> if you hurt yourself you kind of hold yourself in a in a defensive way and then that just kind of becomes your new shape as you get older. I broke this uh left hip growing up and then I tore my meniscus in my left knee and something happened to that ankle. I can't remember. I tore this Achilles, so maybe that one broke. Um but I remember walking from the street back into my house in Sherman and we had a glass door in front of the real door which I don't know why they do those I guess you can open the door and see out but stuff can't get in or whatever that's probably it um but I saw my reflection walking and I realized I had this crazy limp that I didn't even realize I had I walked that way uh due to injuries so I try to be conscious when I'm walking out it like like teach your body you can do this right there's you've healed for the most part i couldn't sit indian style for the longest time anywhere where like like house shows if someone's going to do an acoustic set and everyone sat on the floor i was like dang but uh yeah um so i got to work out uh with my buddy kyle and hang out and talk and he's one of my best friends in the whole world and he's so fun to talk to he's smart he's so freaking funny and so he will be back in December, and I'm going to try to have him on to do like an interview and kind of capture one of those. We, we have fun conversations. He graduated the Air Force Academy. And so anytime anything has ever happened related to aliens, I'm always texting him like, what do you know, man? But yeah, so he did that for 15 years. As of last Wednesday, he's officially done with his time in the military. And that's insane. I remember giving him a hug in 2008. And thinking, like, it's going to be so long till this part of life is over and we get to see each other more regularly again. And here we are. And uh, I don't know where he's going to move to now that he's a civilian. But uh, I hope it's near me or at least closer so we can see each other. We've done a good job keeping up. Like, we talk on the phone once or twice a month and try to see each other when he's in town. But it'd be cool if he lived closer. But anyways... Um, I talked to Eric Jones last night. Eric Jones is another wonderful friend of mine. Um, he's one of the neatest people I've ever gotten to know. Similar to, there's a theme with the people I'm attracted to, and they're usually hilarious to me, whether other people find them funny or not. I, I most people find, I would say would find Kyle hilarious and Eric Jones hilarious, but... 
I like people that entertain me. God, that sounds so selfish, doesn't it? But some people are just fun to hang out with, man, and they just crack you up. The way they the way they operate is just entertaining and fun to be around. I like unique people, so that's why I want to start having conversations with them and capture them so I can go back when I'm older and watch them and laugh, or when I'm telling somebody about an old friend I have, I can be like, dude, go go learn about them but eric and i had a fun conversation it started off mostly talking about the band afi because uh they're one of our favorites and it's october and those afi in october uh october november that like that orange time they really they're like a great motif of uh music to be listening to and so we episode like 20 or something years ago and one of my earlier episodes we did a series where we talked all about the afi all hollows album or ep and then we did the um we did all of the art of drowning and we maybe even did sing the sorrow i can't remember but this time we just kind of listened to them and talked about them as it was interesting and talked about some other stuff i got to learn about a whole part of his life that i was friends with him during that he'd never mentioned to me I guess he had kind of mentioned it to me, but we never got deep on it. I felt bad. I felt like I was, you'll see in the thing, I'm realizing like, dude, did I not, was I not intentional enough to like see how you were doing in that time? Um, but it's, I mean, it's over. He seems he's doing great now. Um, but yeah, so that's what's coming up. But before that, I have something that I want to learn and I'm really excited about it actually. So let's do that. Hey. Okay, so for those curious, I'm listening to um, The Fall of Troy, the album Mukilterth, M-U-K-I-L-T-E-A-R-T-H, came out in 2020. This band rules. If you don't listen to The Fall of Troy, you should try it, because they're awesome, and they don't get... I don't talk about them enough for how much of an impact on my life they've had. It's only when they, uh, like, once a year I go through my little let's listen to the fall of Troy for a month phase. But I feel like I don't mention them like I should compared to some other bands. That's not their fault. And it's not my fault either. Okay, so here's what I want to do. Open up the Googs. See if it'll uh, give me all the search results on this. Some pretty uh, heavy-hitting stuff we're going to learn about. And you know how Google is with actually showing you top results versus their propaganda. Okay, so let's find out. What? Hold on, hold on. You got this, computer. Okay, what is the difference between beanies and fisherman hats. A fisherman beanie is rolled over the ears. The second feature denoting a fisherman's... God, dude. <laughs> it's not the best reader out loud. Reader out louder. Okay, a fisherman beanie is rolled over the ears. The second feature denoting a fisherman beanie is the traditional, often criticized rolling up of the beanie over the ears. 
why doesn't it cover your the ears in quotes so why did it say the second feature is exactly what you said the first feature is my goodness okay what is the difference between fisherman beanies are actually made with less fabric meaning if you unfold it it barely covers your ears let alone your entire face some watch caps like the car car hearts classic beanie will roll down over your chin okay so how do you wear a beanie like a fisherman dude that's a hilarious search what is a fisherman's beanie called i didn't know they were called fisherman's beanies i i just thought there was what's a toboggan hold on huh? I'm trying. What is a toboggan? Thank you, Google. Toboggan. And then a long, narrow sled. Oh, my God. I thought that was a hat. A toboggan. What is t a toboggan hat? Okay, I'm not crazy. A close-fitting woolen cap often has a tapering tail with a tassel, the one with the danglies. Ski cap is a synonym, stocking cap. What is that hat called that uh, Fred Mertz? Fred Mertz uh, sleeping hat. What is that called? Why did Fred Mertz hide his hands? Okay, that's not what I said. Um, Okay, let's go back to where we were making some. So there is a toboggan hat. It's the tassely one. And then, so what is a beanie? Okay. A small, close-fitting hat worn on the back of the head, not the front. Um, what is a beanie slang? So what's the one with the little ball on the head, on the top? What is a... What is the winter hat with the ball on top called? Do this. Pom-pom. The term pom-pom is believed to come from the French word pom-pon, which means bobble, or small ball of fabric. Historians have traced the tradition of attaching baubles to hats as far back as 790 AD in Scandinavia during the Viking era. Dude, so Vikings were running around on mushrooms and slaughtering villages with little tassels on their head. That is weird. Okay, well, there you go. There you go. That's what the difference is. So... Beanies are just a woolen cap on the back of your head. Fisherman caps are small and over the years. Um, toboggans have the tassels. And the, uh, either it's just the ball is called a pom-pom or those hats. What are beanies with the ball on top called? The fuzz ball is called a pom-pom. It's purely decorative and whimsical. Oh, there's not a specific use for it? Okay. All right. Well, I want to talk to Eric Jones. I mean, I already did, but I want to get to that part. So up next, the wonderful Eric Jones. Logan, you ready? Cool. This is just classic. This is uh, the second track? No, this is track like nine. Yeah, okay. 
close. I just knew it wasn't the opener. It was throwing me off. This is Art of Drowning? Yes. Yeah, it's in my car. Oh, I meant to bring the CDs in. Oh, to like hold? I have All Hollows and the Art of Drowning CDs in my car right now. That's cool. Hopefully tomorrow my Sing the Sorrow vinyl gets delivered. Oh, wow. Hopefully. That was a while ago when they did that. Yeah. Uh, I, I ordered it around my birthday. Back in March. <laughs> when we went to Splitsville? Splitsville. Yes. No, Pinstack, sorry. Yeah, yeah, same thing, yeah. Pinstack's bigger. That was fun when we played uh, Laser Tag. Yeah. And about 15 minutes into it uh, on my own, because it's like it was every man for themselves. Yeah, yeah. My heart was pounding, and uh, I was like, I can't believe how exhausted I am right now. And I was kind of embarrassed. Yeah. And then when it was over and we all went back into the room and everyone was talking about how tired they were. Yeah. I felt so much better. No, 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 dude, because it's a, it's a room designed for children that adults are running through wearing packs. Yeah, the guy let us run, which was so cool. Yeah, and it's uh, literally start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. It was that back and forth. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Have you taken a proper listen to any of the AFI fall dedication albums i've gone through uh a hollows like twice yeah i listened to that one in my car for about a week and then i put in the art of drowning and i've gone through that one several times now and i might put in sing the sorrow as well dude i think sing the sorrow is one of the few perfect records of the world really i think start to finish it's perfect they really captured this is one of the things i wanted to talk to you about all this one of these songs in here on the album. I think it's going to be... We'll this just album? let it play. Yes. And when it comes up, I'll point it out. But there is a type of riff, a type of chord. Um, honestly, Matthew would even uh, be able to probably figure out what I'm trying to say the fastest. But there's something happening. I can't figure out if it's a chord, a chord progression. It's probably something in that world that they do that doesn't necessarily feel like they're doing the same thing over and over, but it almost create to me, it's kind of created their world, which sounds kind of dorky to say, but like with their branding, their vibe, their entire, the sound they made that captures that there's something they do. It's on art of drowning. Yes. No, it's going to be at the end of this, of the song. Dude, this bass line when I was got maybe ninth grade. I think of this one a lot. That also sounds like them. But uh Are you talking about this? It's the end of this song. This. Yes. It's just a minor triad. That right there. Yep. That he that doo, 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 that little Yeah. For those that don't know, we're listening to the uh, the despair factor. Oh, yeah, uh, I forgot this bridge. isn't going to be in the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been talking like everyone's listening with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that chord progression, the way he does that little walk down on the high strings and that, like, dry AF clean tone. Yep. It's not even a there's good clean tone. Uh, there's stuff on Sing the Sorrow that's almost exactly that, but it doesn't feel like they're just doing the same thing again yeah, no, but they he, are i guess no because he's just arpeggiating chords and he's adding a melody line to it because if i pull up the song the great disappointment i wonder how much of it is the sound of it being a one guitar take not the chord and then another layer of elite you know what i'm saying yeah, it's yeah. not layered guitars doing that it's maybe it's the sound of just i have 
through several albums, heard the same guy do the same kind of thing. This right here. It's the same. They're living in the same pocket. Same yes. Notes. Totally. This is Sing the Sorrow, right? Yeah. This is the Great Disappointment. That was track ten or nine. I was always a track number guy. Or eight. I think it's eight. There's a sound on this album that they capture, and it's the doubling of his voice, and then the more singing and less yelling. Yep. Um, I liked that sound a lot. I think Davy's vocal tone with whatever melodyne or tuning that's happening on top of the doubling, it yes. just creates that chorus sound. And he's yeah. got a very similar voice to you as to where there's vocal tuning or uh, doubling that happens. It just adds a cool chorus effect to your voice. It doesn't sound... Like, if my voice gets tuned, because my the meat of my voice is so much deeper than that little synth sound that happens with the pitch correction, it's very clear it's happening. Oh, I think it's clear it's happening on me. Um, but it, the artifact still sounds like you. Oh, okay. The okay. artifact, when I, for me, it's like a, an octave and a half off. Interesting. I'd have to pay more attention on yours. I just know I was watching a video recently that, that uh, came up of... In my memories or something, and it was me singing, and I thought, was my voice tuned for that? And I heard like five seconds of it, and I was able to hear that saturation uh, harmonic. It's, like a, it's that almost you're talking like a synth that goes with your voice. On it, and I went, oh yeah, that yeah, it's, it's tuned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me about. He's using a very thin pick. Yes, a point six. A point six. What? I don't even use that light of a pick for acoustic. Yeah. So he's using a very light pick. What's his rig on this album? Do you remember? Uh, for the studio, he used a dual rec and a plexi that had like a Billy Joe uh, mod. That basically, I think it just gave it more gain or like a master volume kind of thing. And it's a different blend of the two. And both are going through a Marshall 412 with vintage 30s. Oh, okay. Um, what guitar is he using? Uh, for most of the clean tones, he used either an SG, I think, for one song, and then an Esquire Tele, uh, which basically just means a Telecaster with only a bridge pickup um, that's visible. I don't know if there's something under the pick guard, but the, you're able to pick up switch and change the sound. Huh, okay. Um, that's what he used for a lot of the clean tones, and then like Les Pauls and I think SGs for the gain stuff. This part right here. Yes. So sludgy. Yeah. Sounds so good. What tuning is that right there? I think it's drop D. They yeah. don't do drop D too often, right? No. They do yeah. a little bit on this record, yeah. Dude, hearing that drop D hit with that soft of a pick. Yeah, Matthew, what note is that? C sharp. So they're half C step sharp. down. Okay. Drop D. Drop D. Yeah, yeah, this whole record's a half step down. I okay. forgot about that. Remember when we, we, when we did that? Yeah. That was fun. I remember when we decided to go down a whole step, and instead of just going down the sea, I just got a drop tune. Yeah. <laughs> for the other half step. I did that for the uh, Words live playthrough that we have online. Me too. Of the, I, I just tuned a uh, C sharp, and then I did a half step drop on the Kemper. I was in drop D with a whole step down on, oh, the, wow. uh, on the drop tune. That was fun. That was a fun thing to make. Yeah. My guitar was all broken too, remember? Yeah, all that noise I was making. Yeah, yeah, which ended up being great. It worked great, and we thought for a while, didn't we just think it was just a noisy guitar? We didn't know it was broken. Yeah, yeah, like a straight-up a wire was not connected. Hmm. So something I wanted to do as we talk, 
Because I want to start. I want to pepper in some other AFI you haven't listened to. Okay. Is that cool with you? Yeah. You. I didn't know you had a plan. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is off of uh, another record. It's called Seventeen Crimes. And for backstory, for those who don't know, to me, AFI existed up to Sing the Sorrow, and then I stopped paying attention. Yeah. I kept paying attention for about four more records. Good for you. I've, I've fallen off, though. The last record was not my bag. Mm. I just don't have the bandwidth to uh, keep up with certain things after a certain point. Yeah. But some songs like this, it kind of feels like the old stuff, too. So what album is this? You may have already said. Uh, this is nice right here. Burials. Burials. Yeah. Was that the one after December Underground? No, it was the one after Crash Love. Is Crash Love the one after December Underground? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dang, they've put out so many albums. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, this song live is really good. When I went to that Austin show, they they did this song. What's funny is I love the intro, but when they started playing it, I was like, I don't know this one. Huh. And then uh, they started singing, and I was like, oh, dude. I remember seeing He Is Legend live once, and they played their song The Seduction in the tuning that all their new stuff is in, which is way lower. Yeah. And because of that, it took me like a minute to figure out, oh my God, this is that song. Yeah. It's, it it's, just sounded so drastically different in such a lower tuning mm-hmm. that the groove made me know I was like, I know this, but everything else, maybe not a whole minute, but it, I was like, what is this? I know this. And then I went, oh my God, it's that song just completely tuned differently. Well, and I think part of it too is when you're used to the record, you usually get supplemental guitar takes to thicken it up but then when they actually play the thing live like this part right here in the song it's like a lead line that's descending and kind of with an open string going but it's like clearly double taked mm-hmm. and it's like thick but live it's bing and bing and wing and wing and wing and wing and wing and wing you know you know who doesn't do that and it's just I would love to talk to him about his approach is uh, Thomas whatever his last name is from the fall of Troy mm-hmm Dude, you you listen to their albums and the guitar tones are just some of my favorites. The riffs are so complex and it'll be like one over here, one over here doubled. So it's the same part. Sometimes I wonder if it's like quad Mm -hmm. um, tracked or if he's got like a slapback effect on each of them that makes it feel thicker. I don't know. This is why I'd like to ask him. But when I've seen them live, it's just one guitar. And dude, it still sounds freaking awesome. I wonder if they run stereo live. Maybe. I also think that just he writes for his, he's like... His context. The he's, way he's you the get dude. it on the album is it, this tone has to be able to sound full and tight and... Yeah, I'd love to bug him about all that. This chorus is great, though. You're just gonna land strong on that F on the four. Mm. I like this drum sound a lot. Yeah, dude, Adam is uh, aged like fine wine. Aged like fine wine. Yeah. That expression kind of explains itself, doesn't it? It sure does. <laughs> Not all of them do. No, they don't. <laughs> I was going pee earlier going like, it is what it is. <laughs> Why does that make sense and also sound so ridiculous? Because oftentimes I think we don't look for a simple solution or just the simple truth. We have to try and work around a whole story. Is that what you think the expression is doing it is the simple solution it's like yeah. hey man this is, is what, what it, it is yeah this is reality 
Yeah, that makes more sense than what I was thinking earlier. I was feeling like more maybe the tones and sounds we're making with our mouths are communicating on another level. What we're trying to express, we've just picked the wrong words. Mm-hmm. Like when a kid is trying to tell you they're thirsty, but they're using the wrong words, but you're like, that means they're thirsty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, maybe we're doing that when we say it is what it is. But we've all accepted that, like, the sounds sound right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's funny is, But the like, words don't, as a sentence, don't necessarily feel like they they well, make so much sense. Yeah, like uh, like toddler language, right? Yes. Like uh, my daughter does this thing where she runs around the kitchen island, and she just and she's like, Dad, come on. And, I'll st- and she's like, come on, watch with me. Well, yes. And I'm like, what? And so I start following her. She's like, no, come on, dad. And she pushes me away. And she just wants me to watch her run in a circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's saying, hang out with me. Yeah. But she's saying, it, watch with me. Yeah. And yeah. She, she literally means she just wants me to watch her go in a circle. <laughs> That's she'll awesome. do that like 40 times. And I'm like, dude, this game sucks. Like, we gotta do something else. Yeah, dude, uh, tell me about it. I know, I know that life. Maddie will do stuff, and he does this hilarious look out of the corner of his eye. Like, did you see that? Like, you see what I just did? That was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, sometimes he goes out of his way to make me watch, but other times I feel like he wants me to casually catch him. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want you to see me do this, but I don't want to make a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. I want you to make a big deal out of it. Yeah, yeah, because everyone wants a cheerleader. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why twos on the Enneagram are great to have around. They sound so helpful. Yeah, I think they're the cheerleaders. I don't know. They're the helpful ones. Helpful ones, okay. (laughs) All right, so listener here, the same chorus, but they're about to change the chord progression. They're going to go to the one chord. Ooh. Dude, they watched uh, The Breakfast Club and then wrote this song. (laughs) Yeah. But this chorus right here, like, when I first heard that one chord, that's when the song was like a dude It's going on a playlist. And you're saying that's the best one on the album, huh? I think so. Cool. I will say this. They do go more punk on this record. Hmm. Um, but it's like punk I don't like. Hmm. Does that make sense? Because I'm used to their old aggressive. Uh, yes. Um, but they kind of go back to, like, their first two records. Where it's like. And I'm just like, oh, I'm not. This isn't me anymore. Why don't you play one that sounds like what you were just describing? Yes. And then maybe I can fade it in and out of the... Uh, yeah, I'll find one. The video. Because we're allowed to use some music. It's the drum beats. I don't like these drum beats. I know I just said Adam Age like Fine Wine, and he did. <laughs> but like, uh, it's that um, ACDC kind of drumming okay. kind of stuff. It's just not my bag. It's, mm-hmm. it's appropriate for the song. Um, I'm going to play one more of the newer stuff. This is from an EP that came out a couple years ago. Um, Not my bag. I want you to tell me about your bag. You've mentioned two that aren't yours. Ooh, I like that sound right there. Like the little different movements. That's cool. Where in their discography was this? The EP right before their last record dropped. Oh, okay. This song's called uh, Back Into the Sun from the Missing Man EP, I think. This is the name of the EP. These are like overdrive tones that are new for them to me. Yeah, it's almost fizzy, like fuzzy. That sounds nice. Sounds like another band wrote it and then David Havoc singing. Yeah, bit. I gotta hey, I gotta say something about this. <laughs> I, I love this. Yeah. This Sorry, is great. I this love is this. Josh, song. by the way. Uh, You're the only one who's introduced yourself so far. I know. <laughs> 
Well, I haven't been talking the whole time, and I don't have a camera on me, so that's why. Yeah. Um, this sounds like a Weezer song. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like Suzanne. And, yeah, it sounds like a Weezer song mixed with a, uh, a Bleed American era Jimmy Eat World song. I was the same thing. But, uh, but it's badass. I mean, it's great. Did you ever listen to Connor Ober's? He had a side project called Desaparecidos. No. It is awesome. We should play that later if, if we go through all this. Yeah, yeah. But I like this song. Uh, I like the descending chords in the chorus. It just sounds sad. Right here. Yeah, dude. This is great. And it's the only song on the EP I liked. Mm. <laughs> It's the best AFI song I've ever heard. I thought you might say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you think is the best AFI song? Oh, um, send this song to me, please. I will. <laughs> I love that tone right there. It's going on the birthday playlist. It reminds me of Super Drag. Golly, it's so good. That part feels great right there. Yeah. Those tones are awesome. Is a Taylor sounding acoustic? <laughs> With his weak did ass. They played this <laughs> when we saw them? No, they did not. This wasn't out yet, man. This came out like a year and a half later. Okay. Uh, the best AFI song. Right now, sitting in this chair, this very moment, because it'll change. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll change before That's I get fair. out of this chair. Probably Death of Seasons or This Celluloid Dream. Uh, play both of those. So, Death of Seasons. Yeah, dude, this was the song that was everyone's favorite on Sing the Sorrow. And then you went out and talked to your friends and found out it was everyone's favorite. And, and you so you felt this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had to find your backup favorite. I was feeling like maybe I'm just projecting and this was my situation, but you made me feel less alone. No, no, because my backup was this. And at, in high school, This Cellular Dream was my favorite song. I remember being at youth group and telling one of the only other kids there who liked AFI that this was my favorite. And she goes, This is everyone's favorite. And I was like, God dang it. <laughs> Poser. Dude, when I worked at Guitar Center, I think I played this song every day I worked. That's me, uh, Contact for Acidies Burn. That was like my demo riff to yeah. check amps. This chorus progression. Yeah, this chorus rules. It reminds me of uh, Final Fantasy VII. It reminds me. Was it? Were you playing a lot of Final Fantasy VII when you listened to it? No, but when I was a kid, it was my favorite game. Oh, okay. For a long time. Because it reminds me of being at my drawing table with my headphones on, listening to this album, and either reading like Lord of the Rings. This stuff, part reminds me of Mortal Kombat. Or just drawing. Yeah, this is total Mortal Kombat right here. Yeah, Josh is cracking up over there. <laughs> Listen right here, to that, Josh. I just, I just think it's so funny. Like the first, you go. It reminds me of Final Fantasy, and Johnny takes a logical next step and goes, oh, were you, there's got to be some connection. No, just things I like. No, I just like that one a lot, too. <laughs> yeah. No, just also my favorite. I like rocks. <laughs> it's one of those things. Yeah, for and real. And then immediately you go like, and Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and, I was what, and I was right. You were right. <laughs> that's what's so, so funny about it. Uh, this is like a dream right here. Okay. Yeah, this song ruled too. I um I test distortion to this. This little riff coming up. So I'm looking for do chords sound smooth. Yeah, 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 I hear you. And this little 
You've totally been able to dial in this tone, by the way. I've heard you have guitar tone that sounds just like a lot yeah, of this. Yeah, it's because I literally A-B'd. I think I'm going to get us in trouble because I'm probably going to put too much music in this podcast. <laughs> but we're talking over it, so it counts, right? Yeah, and we're talking about it. Yeah. This yeah, is you a, can get away with it this if is you're a talking critique. over it. Yeah, I'm going to put a lot of it in. Yeah, yeah. Cool, so I'll leave, I'll leave this running. We just chat now. Did you ever have a, pay, a, a phase with AFI when they got real real R2? Like when the lyrics weren't, uh, I just want to ride my skate. <laughs> yeah. When they got to real R2 lyrics, I would read the lyrics, not understand what I was reading, but I'd be sad. Or I would, it was like, I'm feeling this, man. I don't know what you're getting at. There's a lot of this. poetry about either death of... Uh, flowers like plants vegetation and uh winter and being cold like a winter's tale is the first song i think he got super poetic that whole song's about violets hmm. and so i don't know man. gang vocal kings in my opinion yeah they're up there with some of the absolute best especially on the art of drowning i mean they just freaking yes. crushed it on that album yeah so the second to last song on this album, I oh. guess that's not just the piano. Are album. you talking about uh, the leaving song, the like clean electric acoustic ish song, or are you talking about "But Home Is Nowhere"? But Home Is Nowhere, I think the one where he's talking about an actor missing the yeah, show. Yeah, it's like a it's like a stage performance. Yeah, dude, it's totally something that I really felt at a deep young kid level, but just reading it, not totally understanding it, but I was like, he's saying something about this, and I get it, but I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. No, and then um, I... Th Again, that's another one of those, like, like when you make sad sounds to a puppy and it, and it reacts. It, it understands. That's how I felt. I was the puppy just being like, what is it? Yeah. Well, Mr. And, Havoc? And this time in Perfect. That's the song after But Home Is Nowhere. I think that's objectively... Is that the hidden song after the piano part? Yes. That song's I, incredible. I think that is my favorite. Like, if I could only listen to one song from them from now on, I'd probably pick that one. You did say you'd change your mind before you got out of that chair. I did, and I meant it. <laughs> See, that's why you're the pro over there, because you caught that. Yeah, I, I would have been, I would have been back editing this, going, "Oh, dang it, he did say that earlier." <laughs> <laughs> I always remember this riff from "Endlessly," she said. What album is this? December Underground. And that same, that same shape. Yes. Or right here, this whole section here, I love. So, what would you would you call that like a fingerprint for a band? That that shape of theirs that keeps showing up and gives them their kind of like because everyone has their their, their thing. That. What would yeah. you call that? Their inner motif, maybe. Yeah, it's like uh, like how, how people have their own smells. Yeah. It, it reminds me of that. But if you think about it. Most of their songs are done in some form, as far as the guitar is concerned, in the shapes of E minor. Mm -hmm. You know, and so you gain that because he always wants to write with open string access so he can like do leads and keep rhythm going. So you end up with that minor shape and you could do so much melodically there. Yeah. Are you glad I wore the sunglasses? Dude, I wish I got mine. I saw you take yours off, and I, I was like, we need some frames for this episode. <laughs> so what's new with you, man? Uh, I don't know. Um, you, wrote a, it, you got a riff. I made my first uh, uh, riff 
<laughs> on the guitar yesterday. Yeah, for the first time in forever. Um, that was fun. I've been wanting to write for a while, but I get to I get in these spots where either I feel like I'm empty, and if I go, it'll just waste time, and I have other things I need to be doing. Yeah. Or I feel like I'm I'm full and I want to go right, but I need to be able to lose myself for four hours and I yeah, don't have yeah. the time. So either way, I don't. And I finally just grabbed the guitar uh, yesterday. And um, just almost immediately came up with it. And that was cool. I, I feel like it always comes effortlessly for me. If I have to like, that's not true. Automation is a song that I felt like I liked the ideas, but it wasn't landing. And I just kept, I was like, I'm going to learn if I can chip away and edit and critique and tweak. And finally, and I, I like that song I a lot. I love that you did that because that's a great song. That's one of your best songs. But it was a battle. I felt like I battled that song. That was like chiseling away at something. Or I need to know when they're looking for bones. Mm -hmm. What's that called? Uh, excavation? That's what I want to say, but I don't. I've, uh, it doesn't feel right. I don't. Also, don't know how often. What's it called when you look for bones? Osteoporosis. No, that's that's. <laughs> <laughs> you might have internet connectivity issues, dude. It did no, not excavating. That's excavating, right. yeah. Excavating. Uh, archaeologist. Excavating. Oh. Excavating definition. Grandpa. Excavate. Make a hole or channel by digging. The cheapest way of doing this was to excavate a long trench. But I feel like I've seen them use brushes. That's more specifically when they're at the... Uh, when they're at that detail fossil. stage. Yeah, and they're yeah. brushing away. I feel like I I have to do that when I write. And um, automation felt like freaking... You were just having to not even take close rocks to the brush. Of, you had to take rocks out <laughs> yeah. of the ground on the way down. Yeah, but yeah. yesterday felt pretty effortlessly. It was fun. That's good, man. I'm glad. Put me in a good mood. Uh, now it's just finding time to actually track it and build a song around it and all that. And I, I feel I'm sitting on like 16 songs for clouds. Yeah. And I think I know the ones I want to make be the EP, but then just wrapping them up. I've got two other projects that aren't mine that I'm trying to finish. Yeah, dude. I so I here's how I'm doing. I'm doing good. But I feel like I'm in a state of like trying to catch up, and then I fall behind, and then I try to catch up, and I, I'd like to get ahead at some point. Well, dude, time's so finite. Like uh, working with a ska band, like any free time I would have even remotely had to work on music goes to other people. Mm -hmm. um, which is funny because I was talking to Matthew earlier about um, Matthew was mentioning something he's notices from me is. Um, I work well with other people. Like I can help, do. help them get to where they're trying to go. That and was one of the things I wanted to bring up on our uh, interview. So I'm glad you said that. I'm going to hold on to that. Keep going. That's it. Like that, that, that's something I do. And so I think I gravitate towards that in lieu of creating mm. because I know I can accomplish something versus sit there for an hour or two and just end up tweaking my delay the whole time. Dude, that is such a Matthew observation, by the way. <laughs> totally. Matthew's, Matthew's got um, those Legolas eyes. 
Yeah, what are your LFIC? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm like five pages away from finishing The Hobbit, and last night I was just dozing off, and I was like, no, I can't do it like this. I got I to gotta be there for the end. Um, so hopefully tomorrow I'll do that because I won't tonight. Oh, that's good. I hope you do. You've been watching the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, I have. I have. I went from never reading or seeing them to um, over the last like six weeks yeah. watching the first seven out of eight, right? Yes. Yeah. We finished Deathly Hollows part one two nights ago or something. Yeah, and Johnny will like, he'll be like, yo, finish Chamber of Secrets. I got questions. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'll hop on a phone call. And I'm so afraid. He'll go through his questions he had prepared for me. <laughs> I'm not even that big of a Harry Potter fan. You're just the old, I don't know why I come to you. I'm sorry. I imprinted on you with that. But yeah, I uh, <laughs> I have been asking you, but I'm, I'm real careful with what I'm asking you and how, because I don't want things to be given away. So sometimes- I've been very careful not to be spoilery. Sometimes I don't, I'm like, don't tell me. I'm just going to tell you stuff I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they've been cool, man. I feel so stupid, by the way, being like, hey, man, Harry Potter, that's- it's pretty cool. <laughs> I feel so late to the party. Being and it's like, like hey, uh, it's have you seen Harry Potter? I literally said that to Caleb tonight in the green room. I was like, hey, man, you like you like Harry Potter? He was like, yeah. It's a little bit um, <laughs> just because she's so controversial with her stance on same sex marriage and stuff like that. I didn't know that at all. So damn she, it. Am I getting into Harry Potter when it's like canceled a little bit? Um, oh. There's a big, there's a large, probably larger community going, dude, she can have an opinion and it's already done. She's already, she's not going to not be rich because she's killed it with this franchise, you know, kind of thing. But it would, it was like, when I was like, Antiflag's pretty good. And you were like, dude, now's not the time. <laughs> now's not the time. On. You picked the wrong time to really fall for something. Um, yeah. But like uh, Hogwarts Legacy, that game, a lot of people love it and a lot of people boycott it. Um, because she's bad because she has an opinion that they bad. don't like yes um so did she make the game though no uh she'll get any like residual royalties ah, and they don't for want the her IP. to get they don't want to get any yeah and they tweet their opinions from their phones made from slave labor slave labor right uh, uh, yeah mm. a thousand percent um but it gets it, dicey when all of a sudden you're just making your own clothes and uh living in a hut yeah trying to because I feel like for a long time I was trying to avoid like buying things or or doing things, mm-hmm. the the clothes, the clothing, the garment Im- industry, slave labor, is crazy. Yeah, and I wanted to learn to make my own clothes, but it's hard. Yeah, and so my only protest now is I just try to buy clothes as as little as possible. Yeah, yeah. No, um, and and I'll say this: I don't mean to diminish anyone's like feelings or anything like that when it comes to the whole of jk rowling whatever her name is um with that stuff because i know some people have some real frustration and hurt potentially especially if you grew up being a huge harry potter fan only come to find out that she doesn't try liking the cosby show oh i know what they're going through so yeah um harry potter i'm glad you're enjoying those movies they are beautiful movies yeah they get there yes they look dorky as all get out for the first two yeah, they were good stories though. I I liked them just as much as the rest. I don't really have a favorite. I think the fifth one was the was the weakest. It was also I think the one. Which that was one least... did he teach? Uh, what's the her fifth. name? How to throw rocks? That's the fifth one. No, that was the seventh. One. Talking about maybe the show. S- maybe the seventh one, part one. One of them had a lot of like. Oh, Jenny. No, it was it's Harry's teaching her. No, Ron's teaching Hermione how to throw rocks or something. 
I don't know. It felt like this is one of the, another one of those. This would read a certain way, and they're trying to put this scene in the here. Yeah. And I don't need to see this part. For I don't know. For me, it felt the pacing got weird. Okay. Um, but I mean, I'm nitpicking. They're awesome. If that's the seventh movie, like the first part of the Deathly Hollows or whatever, I think it is because I remember t- saying to Haley, the Hunger Games movie, they split the book into two movies. That one was slow to me as well. Yeah, and I think it's because people complained enough, like, "Hey, dude, you left out a lot of my favorite parts of the books." Or Ron you- taught her how to throw rocks. And it goes on for 10 minutes, and we need to see that. It's a bonding experience. She doesn't know how, and then she gets all the way up to four skips. Yeah, dude. I need to see that. I mean, you remembered it. I did. You walked away with it. I did. There's been a lot of things. I complained I about it daily. That's it. why. <laughs> I went, why are we sitting here watching them learn how to throw a So rock? is this your second conversation about this? Yes. That's why I remember it. But yeah, I like them. I've enjoyed them, and Haley and I have talked about them a bunch. I like trying to figure it out, and then we put together what we think is happening. Yeah. And uh, I think the reason why it's easy to kind of go, did I miss that or whatever, is because they are trying to take the book and put it into it. This is longer than I want to talk about Harry you're Potter. You're good, though. you're good, you're good. <laughs> but yeah, I am enjoying it. Um, it's been fun to just go to a fantasy world and get a whole... I, f- I wish I would have seen them before I went to Harry Potter world. You've been to Harry Potter World? Yeah, and I was just walking around, and TJ and Tyler were like, Butterbeer, and I was like, what's, what's that? They were like, they did on the, the drink, which they said to me that day, um, they drink it in the Harry Potter movies, but they don't, it doesn't show up to like the fifth one. I was Every time they would like go somewhere, I'd be like, I think they're going to go drink that Butterbeer so I told you about. it happens in the first book. Okay, so that's... They just what, didn't include it. Yeah, uh, Hannah told me that there's a lot of... characters and themes that are there from the beginning in the books but they slowly get introduced throughout the movies yeah and that's fine i mean i enjoyed it yeah yeah um but yeah so other than taking the the leap of watching harry potter most of what i've been up to has been finding my new routine for Mm -hmm. now that summer's over for Haley, she's back to teaching and maddie's at school yeah you wanted to ask me something earlier about um, when Matthew had talked about I help other people get to where they want to go kind of stuff. Yeah, I wanted to mention on this, since it's going to be time-capsuled, that I think you are the best at learning how a person does. And it's to add to what Matthew was saying about you working with people well. One of the things you do that I think makes you work with people well is you like really figure out how that person communicates and then you do a really good job of tweaking what you need to do in your delivery and how you what you say and the medium text call whatever in which you do it it's like life languages and love languages or whatever like the books that people have you like figure those out about people and then you do it well and it doesn't feel like you're doing it in a manipulation way it looks you do it in a very much like hey i'm trying to make sure I communicate with you as best as possible, and so I'm doing it this way. Yeah, yeah. And that's really cool, man. Not a lot of people do that. Well, and I think it's mostly because um, I would, I would tr- as much as I can, because I don't like wasting time, I want to try and ask it right the first time. Okay. And usually the first month or two of knowing someone, I'm calibrating. Okay. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Because like with you, I-, I know, like, cool, here's an idea. It's like this. Here's that idea. You know, and then you go, oh, dude, yeah. And then because that's you communicate that way. Um, yeah, I need like three examples. Yeah. Spanning across like an animal example, a children's example 
and then a gear related example is kind of how you'll package it up yeah, yeah, yeah you'll be like just imagine your pedal board and your guitar were doing this and imagine your neighbor had a dog and there was a fence in between yeah, yeah. and then i'm like i get it, I yeah, get yeah. it. You, you think in pictures uh, and a lot of people uh, think in pictures in general so that's why i try to create pictures so people are seeing the same thing i'm seeing in my mind yeah you do it well that's a good skill did you know when did you become aware that you had that skill uh, i had to develop it dude i was bad at it for a long time when did you become aware you were bad at it uh probably around the time of the methodist church hmm. i would have known you before that yet it feels like maybe not uh, maybe just the, the those early years of us hanging it was just we were at a different phase of life altogether different phase of life different levels of maturity so All i didn't really notice yeah but definitely there became a time in my relationship with you and i went Dude, Eric's so good at communicating. Well, I just did such a bad job there. Like, I was doing my best, but I felt like as I would do my best, I would get feedback that was uh, about other stuff, but it crippled my entire picture kind of thing. And so I ended up kind of falling apart by then. Um, and so, like, going to Chase Oaks was actually a really big thing for me because that's where... Uh, I got to be kind of rebuilt like the Woodbridge team, like mm -hmm. the times in the green room. Like the first week I was there, I brought my switch and my AirPods and I played Zelda or something and listened to music. And then we went back out and played. And I, in fact, the, the worship leader who asked me to come be a part of here the first time, uh, she applied for my job at the other church, um, chose Chase Oaks and asked me to come play because I was so helpful on my way out, like helping make sure she had her monitor mixed, making sure everything was good to go. The words were good. Um, and then I played lead guitar for her that morning oh, uh, wow. for the person auditioning for my job, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, she invited me here and, uh, to chase Oaks. And I remember telling her, I don't want to sing. I don't want to talk to anybody. I want you to pay me. And I leave after I play guitar. And you she said that I said those exact words. I was very like, wow. cause I was, church beat up at that point yeah. so the, the literal words i said i want to show up i want to play don't want to talk to anyone don't want to lead i want to get paid then i want to leave those are the six things i want wow. and she said i could do that <laughs> i wonder what else she thought um well i think she knew where i was coming from yeah i don't um, mean to laugh at that i just yeah. my personality would not have said that yeah, no, I think so at, it's that, just, at, it's that astonishing. Point, at that point, I was And so, I don't judge you for saying it either. It's kind of Oh, awesome. no, no, and I, I do, I, I give myself the proper amount of judgment. Like, I was being a child in that, in that season. I was upset, my toy broke, and I was angry, and I wanted other people to be angry too. Hey, and maybe the sign of maturity for you at the time was that you were being clear about what you wanted. Yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> that's very direct. <laughs> it is, but you're practicing, you're learning. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And no joke, the time spent in the green room with those band members just joking, talking about music, like I slowly could sit up straight. I could slowly could breathe. And, I, could, and, I, and I had a full on like heart flip. Um, so in this time, you and I are seeing each other two to three times a week. Yeah, getting coffee and jamming and bands. And Did I not ask you how this was going or did you not want to share with me these intimate of I don't feel like I had the full grasp of what you were going through transitioning from there to there. I remember like it enough as a, a you 
I don't think I knew details like I just learned. No, and it's cause I didn't share them, and mostly because um, should I have asked you? I don't think so. Okay, we were all we were all doing our I, thing. I hope I asked questions yeah. about you and your life at that time. You probably did, but like a a big part of it was um, essentially I was I was let go from that position, um, but the my boss at the time who was you know at the time not in a healthy place either they were their back was against the wall they were frustrated about things and so we had like a lot of frustration and fissures between us leading up to the end and uh it got to the point that i was like cool man when's my last day and uh he's like i'll give you two months he's like you got two months to get stuff sorted figured out your next thing um i'll be a reference for you anything you need but i need you out of this position and i was like okay and so being let go, but being able to say out loud, like, hey, guys, uh, I'm moving on to the next thing kind of thing. I think I was also trying to keep that persona alive. Like, so there wasn't any, like, whispering, talkings, anything like that. Hmm. Um, and I, I don't hold anything against that other boss, though, because I, I know they, like, as frustrated as I was, they were even more frustrated. I watched this person literally design the entire room for a special event because like a new Star Wars is coming out, and that was their favorite franchise, and so they created this whole cool Star Wars thing. And his boss walked by and went, "Hmm, you sure about that?" And he was like, "Well, we thought it'd be fun. This, all the small groups were excited about it, and you see people wearing Star Wars shirts." He's like, "Yeah, I don't think I'd do this," and just walked away. And then I saw my boss just go and start pulling stuff down. I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "This." was not this it's got to come down and i was like he said it was fine he's like yeah he said it was fine but it's not fine mm. um and so that was his life for about two years yeah. so he was beat up and then i think he was making poor decisions around that uh, and i made poor decisions too like i'm not blameless or anything like that but that was the season mm-hmm. i'm sorry yeah y'all uh church hurt is real uh it happens and so anyone brings it up be empathetic sit with them <laughs> yeah yeah, I feel like it happens. Everyone gets their own version of it. I think we just expect too much. Yeah. I I, I know that there's probably a, a better rhetoric of the church needs to do better. And oh, I'm clearly. sure that's true. But I also think kind of like every celebrity you love, you're finding out is a, a douche at some point, you know? Yeah. It's just kind of like the expectation of humans. Just bring them way down. I like... a. Bill Burr, when he was talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he was just like, if that dude's an idiot, what am I? Yeah. You know, there's there's no handbook for being successful and being a guy, you know, kind of a thing. And uh, I think that's people in general. He was very very specific in a stand-up bit, but people in general, I think, it's like kids raising kids. Everyone's just doing the next day, one foot in front of the other, just trying to figure it out. And everyone can make mistakes, and a series of mistakes over like ten years could lead to why you make a really stupid decision. Not, I don't want to justify anything, but I also think like we're making noises with our mouth at each other that we've ascribed meaning to. Yeah, and we're all trying to work with each other with that, and. I don't know. I feel like it's it's not as uh, it's more gray than black and white when no. it comes to uh, the 
the flaw, the what's the word I'm looking for? The infallibility. Mm-hmm. Is that the word I'm trying to say? Yeah, probably. Of humans? Yeah, yeah. But I don't feel like I know what infallibility means, but it sounds like what I'm trying to Maybe say. Maybe you're thinking of fallibility. Is that not what I just said? You said unf- unfallibility. Uh, I can't even say the word now. Infallibility. That's, <laughs> yeah. what I'm, that's what I'm trying. There was an I, I think, in my it's head. Fallible. Right? Yeah. The people are fallible. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, when they made this whole, what does this word mean thing that you can do with Siri on your phone? Yeah. That was a game changer for me. That's good. I grew up with a, a thesaurus and a dictionary in my drawing table all the time. <laughs> and just come home and be like, let's figure out what you learned today out in public. People That's cool, because I didn't do that yeah. at all. So I'm playing like Final Fantasy VII as an eight-year-old, and uh, I learned how to spell all my favorite cuss words. Um, and then a bunch of, like, it's an adult game. Yeah, yeah You know, yeah. it's a t- teen game, but, like, there's adult themes, and they use vocabulary of an adult and adult drawings yeah and i had to literally just uh get to the point where i um use context clues to try and figure out uh what the words meant Mm. and so i would just go ask like my dad or my grandpa and so i startled lots of older people what's that question you asked your grandpa i'll say it on here (laughs) (laughs) but i might have to take it out okay but I definitely heard a song by Blink-182 one day and then went to my grandpa and was like, what's a blowjob? <laughs> he just pumped my heart. <laughs> he, he literally did. It, it's like it hit him. He went like, God. <laughs> he was just watching baseball. And then he was like, uh, and he, has, he would always drink out of these giant... Um, mason jars yeah a full thing of water and ice and it like shook out of his startlement and he just said you don't need to know what that is and then i didn't know and i thought it was an enema for a little bit i think i got the i don't know how i thought but what's that other word you got confused for a long time i thought that calf raises were called kegels Until I was like 27, it was when it was when I was doing pregnancy classes with Haley. Uh, oh yeah, and I thought boners were bonies. Oh, that's right. For about a year or two, I have good memory, Kalen. I'm just now realizing Kalen's here. Kalen, everybody. When hey. I was uh, when I was in high school, I was dating this girl, and I remember we were just like cuddling on the couch, Lucky. and we were talking about stuff, and I was like, well, you know. It's a doggy dog world out there. Oh, no. And then she went, what'd you say? And I was like, it's a doggy dog world. And at that point, I realized, because uh, I'd always been confused. I didn't know what the phrase was. Yeah. And that was me trying it to, yeah. read, to read the room. And she's like, doggy dog world? You mean dog eat dog world? And I was like, that feels more right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've done my fair share of those. Oh, golly. Just driving home being like, did, did, it, did it work? Did you use that word right? Yeah. And then check my thesaurus and dictionary. <laughs> that drive home back in the day with between internet access, I think, was so healthy. You know, you're out with friends. Something happens. It irritates you. And you got to drive all the way back home. Get on MySpace. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And by then, you don't care anymore. Yeah. So, dude, that's- so you don't say anything. You don't, you don't do nothing about it. I'm sure there's other people out there who got home and changed their top eight and all that stuff. I never did. By the time I got home, I was not. I didn't care about whatever was bothering me earlier. I think one of the most, uh, one of the 
biggest mistakes people make is being reactive, you know, and just everything they do is a reaction. You never have stable ground if you're just reacting. And I think that's why, like, being able to drive home, sober up your mind and realize how stupid it was. Yeah. And just move on. Yeah, it's process time. Yeah. Our processing skills have gotten so bad because you can react so quickly. Yeah. And that's not to say all reactions are bad because people who are really funny and think quickly, like, and can, like, make a quick, like, joke out of nothing, like, you do that great. Josh does that great. Um, it's, uh, I think that kind of quick thinking is brilliant and it's life giving. Yeah. I'll say there's definitely been times where I was driving more dangerously than I should because I was trying to make a joke in our group text before somebody else did. Cause I, I would think of it. And I'd be like, Oh, that's too easy. Someone's going to say it. That's <laughs> just, just like <laughs> trying to <laughs> fat thumbing it. Yeah, just, so, yeah. Life is a highway is playing in the background. I'm just saying, I think for <laughs> me, it was better when I didn't have internet access in between. I think it, I really thrive in life. I, I feel like when I just go out and be a part of life and then when I go home, that's where I gather my information and I do a lot of my reflection time. And I always did that as a kid um, every night because I didn't have a computer until college where I would just do a lot of journaling, drawing, and just kind of think about what I thought about life, which actually brings me to the question I wanted to ask you. The only one I thought of ahead of time okay. was I wanted to just get your thoughts on the human experience so far. I know it sounds ridiculous, but literally what I, the way I'm thinking of it is like, I, I don't know. I sometimes imagine being like on a, uh, on a voyage mm -hmm. exploring this land that I'm on right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, I just I feel like sometimes when you connect with someone on a deep level, sometimes quickly, like you know, on tour when you meet when you meet like an, another band, you tour with another band or something, and you're like, dude, over that like few weeks, that would we just really bonded. Yeah, that's when me and Ty, uh, TJ got close finally. Yeah, yeah, I feel like those moments happen, and part of it is you. There, there's this unspoken connection of like we're both travelers of space. Yeah, yeah. And we're spending this time together. And so as another passenger on the spaceship Earth, like, how's it going for you so far? What do you think of it all? It's all right. <laughs> no, dude. Um, dude, I'll tell you, like, I think life comes in seasons. Like, clearly, like, that's a cliche, but it really does. Like, when I we first met, it was like, cool, let's create. Just create, 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 create for fun. Uh, you were married already, but, like, I wasn't. And so I got to do more, like, you sent me an idea, and then I had the whole night to just jot down another idea, you know, kind of thing. And so there's, like, a – it was a cool freedom of just trying stuff out. And I think that's uh, – if you even talk to any counselors or psychologists, I think even, like, your adolescent years, it's literally just trying stuff out. That's why uh, teenagers fool around. Like, uh, they're trying to figure out what life is, what their body is, everything. And I think – uh, as that progresses into you, like, like now that I have a daughter, like my whole season's changed. Everything I do revolves around her world. Like mm -hmm. she is my rock and I'm spinning around it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't make decisions unless she's a part of the, she's always a part of the equations when it comes to decision, mm -hmm. uh, which is a very different life than three years ago. You know, three years ago it was me and Lily mm -hmm. and that's every decision. 
and uh it's crazy to think i'm so in love with this person and then now this is over here and like if i had to sacrifice myself for one of them kind of a thing like i'm i'm going for danny and lily you're an adult figure it out you know (laughs) you have the tools she doesn't you know kind of thing and it's the whole life like it's a it's like having a different filter that life goes through um and so I don't know if that answered your question at all, but it's just, uh, I love that I get to hang out with my friends and create. I love that, uh, I get to go home and see my baby, my wife. Um, and dude, I was obsessed with Leon for years. Danny showed up and now I'm like, dude, Leon, get out of the room, dude. What are you doing? You know, it's one yeah. of those, it's crazy how much your, uh, your focus shifts kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I think that's life right now for me is, uh, just walking through and understanding, uh, I guess, like the aperture of my life is like, is set now to looking at Danny, looking at, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Did I remotely answer your question? Yeah, dude. It's okay. a pretty vague question, I think. <laughs> I don't know how to ask it completely well yet. I'm going to start practicing when I talk to people. But one of the things I want to try to make sure I grab when I have an intentional recorded conversation with people now is just like what do you think of this so far yeah like i don't know it's one of those when you're in colorado you're looking up at the stars i like to imagine the sky when there's tons of stars is like the windshield of the spaceship and like yeah. you, you walked up to the front and you're like oh my god that's all you know and just taking the time to look at another person and go like dude i, I will say what do you think of all this and i thought it was neat that what I heard right now is seasons. You've noticed um, patterns in in your human experience, and right now your filter is being a father. Yeah, and you're taken aback at how much. Um, sorry, I got distracted because taken back, taken aback. I didn't learn that one until way later while we were yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. the expressions. But um, so when I say it, I still feel like I'm practicing saying it. Taken aback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can tell that. It, it seems like you're almost taken aback at how strong that filter is of, wow, I used to view life this way. And now with a kid, it is 360 degree Vegas ball sphere. Yeah. I think the most beautiful thing I've seen in person besides a naked body is uh, the Grand Canyon. Uh, like seeing that in person was surreal. Mm-hmm. Um, that naked body thing was a joke, by the way. Uh, <laughs> um Grand Canyon being so surreally beautiful and I'm so full of wonder mm-hmm. going like, dude, how this is incredible. And now my biggest, like, I don't have wonder anymore. I don't think I probably do. It's like, I remember feelings like, yeah. like <laughs> there's a, there's wonder, but I'm way more interested in Danny experiencing wonder yeah, and what, and seeing her eyes light up as wondrous things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I remember, uh, one year for her birthday, and actually, the, the my I ended up using it as a Sunday school lesson uh, for the Methodist Church, where I talked about wonder. And I was like, on Danny's second birthday, we like did this whole thing with streamers. It was a whole Frozen theme, and Danny had to wait in her room. Uh, and then when she woke up, we were like, "Hey, wait!" You know, put up our camera so we can get the moment. And she walks through these streamers, and she's just like, she doesn't know if she's supposed to duck or walk. So she tried ducking under it. I'm like, "No, these move." And then she, oh, that's a cool thing. And then she looked up and saw all the stuff. 
and just seeing her take it all in, I was mm-hmm. like, dude, this is why I was born. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah, man. I really wonder that same thing really became prevalent in my uh, just thought processes um, over the past few years, too. And I wonder if it's being new fathers. And I didn't even connect it to maybe watching Maddie experience wonder. Yeah. But I just realized, like, I've kind of always been a wanderer, uh-huh. very curious by nature. And, dude, now I totally feel that. When we were in Colorado this last weekend, it's like, we're hiking up to that waterfall because I want to watch Maddie. And he loves water. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I can't wait for him to see it in that version, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I took him to the very top to, so he could see where it was just flat and be like, dude, yeah, this becomes what we saw halfway up over here. That's so cool. So that's really cool, man. Um, well, I feel like we can wrap. Is there anything else you want to say? That was very beautifully yeah, yeah. said. Uh, never lose touch of that wonder that, the, <laughs> that life has given you. Yeah, so, I um, think... I think play is important. I yeah. uh, pl- I like to play make believe. When I, I remember when we went to Kaylin's um, bachelor party, and we were at the cabin and we were all outside. I, I like got my hoodie. I put my hood up and I was like, I'm gonna be an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys were all around the campfire. And I Danny just went, plays that exact same game. <laughs> I was pretending that I was like on a new Halo map, you know, and yeah. I was just like exploring it. Then I remembered uh, bears and stuff, and I was like, I'm gonna get back to you guys now. Yeah. Well, dude. Uh, Mission trips or camps, like new places, yeah, like, dude. and I think that's one of the things that I miss the most about not being a touring musician, is the adventure. The adventure, yeah. Uh, now our adventure is like cool. You guys after the show want a good serious pizza, yeah, and develop. You know that's that's an adventure. You know at this point, or you're like, hey, uh, Kalen or Johnny, I'm going to the guitar sanctuary. Y'all want to come? And to me that, and when you showed up today. I was like, holy cow. Today is way different than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, and so it, even something that simple, it's like uh, the, the right people in the room with you like, can make ordinary things unordinary. Yeah, and that's fun. Yeah. That's definitely with a friend group. Some uh, environment changers to your normal preferences are almost exciting. Yeah, and good to have around. Well, remember we were talking to Trey uh, about them playing shows in Dallas. It's it's literally the people in the room. Yeah, you yeah. get the right people in the room, you're in the right room. You get the wrong people in the room, everyone's going, "Why are we here?" Mm-hmm. It's weird. Um, but anyways, on that note, you're someone that is super fun to have in the room. I could I tell most people I know that you're one of the funniest people I've ever met, and I mean that to be true. And um, I think you're a great communicator and a great friend. So thank you so much for being mine and in my life. And it's crazy how long we've been friends now. I know. Yeah. When you're in high school and you have those friends, you're like, we're going to be friends forever. And we've already been friends for what feels like forever, but it's only like three or four or five at the time. And we're already over that by a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. We're close on a decade. Are we at a decade? No, we can't be, but we're getting close. 2014 is probably around the time we met. And then we didn't work together till 2015. Close friends should have anniversaries too, I think. Yeah, dude. You're not wrong. Yeah, Les- Leslie Nope is right about that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Is there anything you wanna <laughs> you want you wanna say to the to the sky? Uh dude, just love each other. This world sucks right now, and we can make it a little bit better. That's about it. Um That's follow good. words. 
Yeah, uh, Eric plays um, guitar in, in my band Words also. Yeah. Oh, my name's Eric, by the way. It's Eric Jones. Glad to be here. And we we <laughs> met um, in Oklahoma when Lisa These played a show that you opened. Yeah. And we made friends and said, we, you told me you were moving to Allen, yeah. Texas. And we were like, we should hang out. I live close. And then we didn't. At all. And then ended up working together at Guitar Center thanks to our buddy Kalen over there. Yeah, yeah. And... You ended up joining Lisa These, and we've been great friends ever since. Yeah, yeah. And uh, thanks for being in my life. Thanks, Kalen, for hiring both of us. You changed our lives. Yeah, yeah. I know we complained about it when we were upset, but that was just because we were learning. Yeah. Well, and it was funny to complain. Yeah, because... It, 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 com- the complaint was the joke we were all making to smile and clock out and go, cool, today was fun. Yeah, and I was just learning I don't like working for corporations, but you you really made our lives great by giving us that job. And I sometimes think back to how much we complained, and I was like, dude, we shouldn't have because Kalen basically... Yeah, Kalen was like the me of Chase Oaks for Guitar Center. Like, when we were frustrated, we'd go to Kalen or Preston, yes, and we would just download our frustration into their soul. And then they'd go, yeah, man, I know, man. I'm sorry, dude. You know, <laughs> and then, and then uh, now in my role, that's what I kind of do. Like this didn't work and it's like, cool, who can I yell at? And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm right here. Yeah. And I feel bad now because I feel like I would have just said, like, then go work somewhere else. Then, man, what do you want? Do you want to be able to go on tour or do you want to, you know, and you didn't ever really you didn't treat me poorly. Thank you for it. And uh, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, no, Kalen's a good friend. Kalen's a great friend. Kalen Orr. Check out him and Logan and Austin and yours yeah. and uh, Ray's new band. They'll be out soon. Can I say y'all's band name on my podcast? Yeah, do it. Adjourned. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming out and watching this episode of Gathering My Thoughts with Eric Jones. Uh, the band's name is Adorned. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Bye, guys.